Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week of I Told My Stuffed Animals About Us. I'm your host, Ashley. And I'm Alicia. And we are, I don't know, like, this is, this is a first for us. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so we are working through our list of podcast recommendations, which, let me remind you, dear listener, we are always looking for recommendations of topics to speak on. But um, one of the things we had jotted down was firsts, and I feel like it leads to both the journalistic and romantic sides of us both, where we're documentarians and we remember our first pretty distinctly, but also there's something so special about a first time, no matter like what it is or what it feels like. And so what do you want to speak about your feelings on firsts? Yeah, I'm just a very sentimental person. And also I have a good memory and like can't forget things even if I tried. Um, And I think people, yeah, I had a conversation with a friend where we were talking about how much we liked pho and we both were saying we both remember the first time we had pho even though we were mm-hmm. we little lads. <laughs> so, yeah, I think a lot of good or even or bad also, like significant yeah. events you kind of remember in first or whether that's like the first 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 or like the first good whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's some things that are like romanticized like your first kiss, your first paycheck, like your first car. I think that was a big one. Like everybody talks about, you know, it's always that security question where it's like, what was the name of your first pet? Or like, what was your first grade teacher's name? Like, I think as a society, we ask people to remember their first a lot, but there's a lot of little in between, like you said, like your first pho. Like I remember my first cup noodle was at horse camp and things like that, where it's just like the little moments that are also special. So it's a bit of both. Um. So I wrote down a list of firsts. Do you want to ask each other first and then we both answer or we each like take a first? Um, let's both answer. Okay. Do you want to start? Yeah. Um, did you want to get through all of these? No, these were just like ideas. Okay, so I was like, I don't want to talk about sex. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Because that involves just... another person. Yeah. Who might Would listen. You... I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe one day we'll do, like, an NSFW episode, and it's, like, a pay-to-play. Like, you have yeah. to, I don't know, spend, like, 99 cents or whatever to Let us know how much you'd it. pay for a sex, ep- sex episode. A sex episode. I feel like I feel like 69 would be a funny sentiment <laughs> okay, to yeah, attribute true. to it. Our average, if, statistically speaking, we normally average about 17 listens in the first week, and then we'll get anywhere up to 30 or 40 yeah. afterwards, like, as people are binging, which... That's also something I would love. I'd love to do a listener survey and just see yeah. how people listen to us because we can track like when they do it or where they do it. But like why is a really interesting question. Why do you listen to our podcast? Um, but anyways, so I, it, that would be like a really funny, you know, make $15. And then as people like realize that they can buy into it, like just slowly seeing who, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. Um, okay. You can pick your first. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> Uh, let's do first kiss. I feel like that's the, what people usually think of. When I was 13, I, I had, had my first, first love. love. I, was, I can do the whole rap, and it's not because I like Justin Bieber. It's because that was the first Glee episode I ever watched. <gasps> that's a first. First Glee episode. <laughs> I remember the first time I listened to Justin Bieber, I thought it was a woman singing because yeah. he was so young and his voice was so high. I was like, oh my gosh, who is this? And like, shazammed it, like ready for it to be a woman. And it was Justin Bieber. Did you see Cody Ko's story at the Eras tour last night? His one mm-hmm. video that he posted was he during the man he pans to the guy ne- the he pans to the guy next to him and he's just shazamming. 
That's so funny. Imagine being like 15 minutes into the Eras tour and you have to yeah, Shazam something. There's literally three songs in and you're already Shazamming. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, um, first kiss. My first kiss is a funny story and I'll try and keep it abbreviated, but basically... I didn't kiss anybody until I was in college, and so I really wanted to get my first kiss before I turned 19. For whatever reason, I was like, I just have to get kissed before I turn 19. And so I had been talking to this guy, and I kind of ended it because I didn't really think that the chemistry was right, and it just kind of felt wrong. And so I ended things, but then I was in kind of like a semi-dare with some friends one night, and um, was like, fine, I'll just call him up and ask him to kiss me. Like, if I have to get kissed by 19. If you just called taylor up and so i did i just called him up and he said he would come kiss me where it was like maybe 9 p.m on main campus at pepperdine and we met up and we like walked over to this like secluded corner and then we gave like one long peck and then he hugged me and said like congratulations or something like it was like i can't remember exactly what it said but it was something like kind of nice and like warm and fuzzy and then i was like okay bye and i remember i walked away from him and i didn't look back i just like power walked past him and was like anyways that's done and i didn't tell anybody for like i don't know like obviously my friends who were there knew what had happened but i walked back to my roommates and they were like what do you mean you just kissed somebody like that's so random so that was that was my first kiss story yeah mine was at the puyallup fair it was with that guy that we talked about in our last episode the church camp episode yeah um we had planned like a little friend group trip to the puyallup fair that was my first and last time at the puyallup fair because i'm not really like a, uh, i don't really it takes a lot to get me out of the house especially like when i'm under my parents roof but yeah like, it's also very just... far for you guys like yeah, it's not a yeah. convenient destination yeah for sure and our friends were like they're definitely gonna want alone time so we have to like l- like let them be and so they kind of like ran off and we we're like okay you didn't ask us and the most annoying part about that is that because we weren't there the rest of them all met pentatonics like oh man and i was like really really um but yeah we were on the gondola thing and we because we were chaste christians we're like we're not gonna kiss for a whole year (laughs) i don't really know what the reasoning behind that was um but i think that he went in for the kiss he thinks that he went for my cheek and i turned my head but that was not true i did definitely did not move um but yeah um this man didn't know how to peck either so we're two ends of the spectrum so for two entire years he only tongue kissed me and i would ask him to just like give me like a quick kiss good night he couldn't do he didn't know how um so he would give you tongue yeah like every single time yeah like would he go open mouth yeah like uh, yeah oh yeah that's so horrifying Uh uh-huh wow um i want to know about your first job first job you know this is embarrassing um my first job was at chick-fil-a um, I do not stand by the company, and I have not eaten there out of my own money in like since I worked there. But yeah, I was 17, and a lot of places did not want to hire a high schooler um, just because they they don't need more people who work on the weekends. Like they, that's covered. Yeah. Um, but Chick Fil A was very lenient, especially if you were a Christian. And I had two friends already working there, and so they put in a good word. Mm-hmm. And one of my youth leaders had met with the hiring manager like a week or two prior and was told like, oh, yeah, like you work with a lot of high schoolers. If you have anyone who wants a job, just send them my way. 
Um, so I worked there for a year. I'd say it was fine for a first job, but looking back, there's so many things where I, it's just weird, but I feel like that's every place that you work for hourly, but I'm still good friends with one of my coworkers there. Um, I talked to a few, it's, it's like a weird like mix because the people who work there, it's either cause it's hard for like to get a job anywhere else or they're like super, super Christian. So yeah. like, some of my co- like other coworkers my age like half like there's a girl who she, it was weird. she went to college for volleyball and then dropped out after sophomore year because she got married and pregnant um but then there's like another girl like two co- actually two coworkers who dated and then they moved um when she went to college they moved together and they've been together since so wow odd bunch um a lot of gay people there actually so yeah, yeah. crazy um, my first, I like babysat and dog sat like as a teen, but my first real job was at Dairy Queen and it was kind of a similar deal. Like I really yeah. want, well, I really wanted a job when I turned 16. I was like, I want my own money. I want to be able to do things yeah. my own way. And a friend from my youth group was working there and she was like, yeah, I'll put in a good word, word for you if you apply. And so I did. And for a long time, people thought we were sisters because we were really good friends and we kind of looked alike and we just like knew a lot of things too, about each other. Racism. Yeah. No, we just were both like brunette women. Yeah. Um, but I really liked it. I worked the expo counter and the drive through window. Um, so the job really sucked in the winter because it was really cold mm. and yeah. I was handling ice cream and I would get it like all over me. I'm not like a very clean person, not that yeah. like I'm a no dirty same. person, but I'm not like inherently tidy and neat. Um, it's hard so- with the ice cream machines too, because they have yeah. a mind of their own. Like, yeah. like the joke is like McDonald's ice cream machines always broken, but like they're all like that. Yeah. And it's hard, like. I remember some of the drama for our ice cream was, like, you'd have to change out these milk bags in order yes. to, like, oh my pump the ice cream machine. And people would come through and be, like, I want ice cream. And you'd be, like, okay, but it's milk right now. Like, it's not frozen. It yeah. has to, like, go through the machine and become ice cream. And that was really hard. But I, I really liked it. And for a first job, I thought it was fine. I worked there for, like, two years until I turned 18 and I could start working in restaurants. Because um, in Washington State, you have to, like, be 18 to be in the restaurant setting or whatever. I didn't know that. I think it has something to do with alcohol laws because you can't – you can serve alcohol at 18 or something like that. Like, you can be around it. It's illegal to serve until you're 18. Yeah, or something like that. Um, And then – No, I I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Slay, serve. Um, Serving our country, serving our alcohol. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, but, yeah, I also had, like, managers who were dating and, like, the guy who was the, like, head manager was really – like a lot oh, yeah. older than everybody and like had a kid but then my coworkers were all like my age and like hooking up on the weekends and the line cooks it's exactly what you think of, oh my like, god and it's like those restaurant memes or it's like the line cook just wants to hit on you and like give you drugs and take you out and I was like yeah that was exactly it um but I, I for the first job it was pretty good I really just hated the winters and so that's when I ended up quitting it's like right after I turned 18 I started working somewhere else because it was winter and I was like I hate being in the drive through window and my hands are freezing and I can't do this anymore um so yeah one of the line cooks at Chick-fil-a slid into my dms the summer after freshman year of college yeah and I'm pretty sure he was still with his girlfriend I'm like get the fuck out of here that's really bad. I know some people who met at Dairy Queen that are still dating. I don't think they both work there at all, but they're just still in love. And I, I really love that for them. One of my coworkers at like a different branch of my like current, like actual job, not mm-hmm. actual, but like my current job, um, 
her and her husband met working at Olive Garden together, and so they got like olive branch tattoos. Wait, that's so funny. I was gonna start singing but "No I'm Body, like, No Crime," a- but that's funnier. No, but I, but that's like a convenient. Like, can you imagine if like it, you met at Chick Fil A, you get like chickens, like no, Derek, you get like a cow's udder, like a, I get like a, a milk carton. Yeah. I would get a blizzard tattooed on me. Like, if somebody <laughs> paid for it, I would get that tattooed on me somewhere. I That's the one thing is, like, be, working at Dairy Queen is kind of a personality trait of mine still because mm-hmm. it was so nostalgic. Like, I remember this one time I blended, like, a quart of cotton candy ice cream because there was a kid in my science class that was annoying me about wanting cotton candy ice cream. And I would do crazy stuff like that. Or, like, I blended a quart of mint blizzard because I was, like, I'm just going to, like, make a shit ton of mint blizzard ice cream. And it was really good. So, okay. Um... Then I guess let us do big girl purchases as we were talking about working. Mm. What was yours? Um, this one is actually kind of hard because I think my biggest purchase like as a young adult was when I rear-ended somebody and I had to pay for the repairs on my car because that yeah. was like a good $1,300. And that was the first time that I was okay. like, oh, wow, I have to pay for something. What's the first thing that you bought for yourself as a treat now that it was like, now that I have money, let me spend this? Yeah. Um, my sophomore year of college, I bought myself my first iPhone and it's still the phone oh, that yeah. I have, but I had gotten a scholarship that I wasn't expecting. And so I was like, I'm going to buy myself an iPhone now because like, I don't have to pay for college with this money. You. Yeah. And also I've been bullied for like having an Android for so long. And so that's probably like my, like my biggest purchase that I was like on a whim. I'm normally pretty... I don't know like I feel like it was you know my first like four digit purchase as Mm -hmm. well that I had done like for myself so but it was drama because I accidentally bought myself an iPhone that I didn't want it was like the iPhone Mm -hmm. 11 plus or something and I only wanted the 11 so I had to like go and return it and like do all this drama yeah what about you Mine was five sauce concert tickets. Um, mm. It was the concert was October of our freshman year, and tickets went on sale like in the spring, like in April I think. Um, and I was in my AP Calc class when I got these tickets, and I had the most lovely, lovely teacher ever. I'm still like in contact with her. We both went to Aeros tour this week, um, and we were talking about that. But mm. I like we were taking a test that day, and I went up to her and I was like. I'm so sorry, but, like, can I get tickets? Like, I'll probably finish beforehand, but, like, I don't know. And she was like, you know what? I've, like, also been in that situation where I'm teaching and I'm trying to get tickets, so I absolutely understand, like, and I trust you, like, you've never done anything sus, so, like, even if you're not done, like, you can go ahead, pull out your laptop and do it. Um, But I had never bought tickets before, and nobody ever, like, I didn't know anyone who, like, like, my sister had never purchased tickets like that before either, so I, like, didn't know how it worked. And, um, yeah, Ticketmaster was wiped instantly. So I went on StubHub and I didn't know about scalpers. And But at the same time, I didn't really care because I was like, I just have to see them. I also had talked to these two girls in, like, the Pepperdine Perspective students group chat because I was like, does anyone want to go with me? Because, like, I don't know anyone who's going to be there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so two people said yes. Well, so I got these three tickets for a total of $590. I don't think I ever told you that amount. And, um, but, yeah, these two girls had said yes one of them um i like followed up with a few times and then she was like oh my god i'm so sorry i'm actually going to U- ohio state university oh my god but i found someone else um who is the one who drove us there and then another girl i don't even know why she's ended up not going but like she went to pepperdine and liked five so i don't remember what she said so then i gave them to ashley 
and I did not want to charge her the full money. Yeah, I did not pay. I think I helped with parking money or something, yeah. but you were like, just come. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I so think you sent me like $20 just for fun and then like paid for parking and that was it. Yeah, which great deal for me. Honestly, mm-hmm. of all the times I've gone to Five Sauce, this I'm going in a couple weeks and that'll be the first yeah. time I've ever paid for tickets. The rest like have been like friends <laughs> filling tickets. So. Did you see what they're doing with the surprise songs? There's no. like an inflatable dice um, and they've written songs on each side and they throw them into the crowd and the crowd like has to get it up to the stage within a certain amount of time and whatever it is is what they'll play but Luke keeps cheating and he'll be like oh ha ha and like flips it over. <laughs> That's really funny. I'm excited because this is also one of my first concerts that I've, I'm being in the pit for. Ooh. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe this is silly but like what was your first concert? Five Sauce. Oh, wow. So, yeah, there you go. I don't remember my first concert. I think it was like Toby Mac or something silly when I was little. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. I did go to like a Christian concert. I think it was like Chris Tomlin and I don't even know who else, but like I don't really count that because it's more of like a big worship service, you know? Like it was at Key Arena. So, like, obviously it was a concert, but like I never thought of that as like a. I also had pneumonia and. (laughs) Yeah, I like hadn't eaten anything in days. Oh, but I, was, I, I saw Dora live as a child. My dad took me up to Seattle to see Dora live, and I think I also saw The Wiggles live. Aww. So those were probably my first concerts. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, cute. Um, time away from home. Mm, like longer than a sleepover. Yeah. Um, my first time away from home without my parents would be my, I mean, I probably summer camp. Oh, oh, I know. It was my, um, I went to Girl Scout camp. Um, I I was probably like nine ish and it was like a friend of a friend who was a Girl Scout. And so I went to sleepaway camp and it was the longest I had been away from home. It was like five days or something. It was like the kind of time where they make you write letters to your parents because like you're away for so long. And normally at church camps, my parents would be there, like, as counselors or, like, adjacent. And so it was my first time, like, truly away from home for a little bit. And it was really fun. I I love camps. So this is a great Mm -hmm. tie-in. Listen to our last episode. (laughs) I guess I also – mine was Girl Scout camp. I think I was six. And I'm not really sure why I was there because I don't think any of my other – anyone else in my troop was there Mm. and I think I only stayed one night I don't know if that was originally the plan or if I was just like this isn't it mom come get me but I remember everyone's it was at um Sambika do you know yeah yeah um and I remember everyone was trying to swim in the lake and I was scared because leeches yeah I don't think there's any leeches in Lake Sammamish but I was still freaked out um, but yeah. I learned how to cotton eye Joe at Girl Scout camp, mm-hmm. and it's a skill that served me well to this day. Yeah, we were making like lanyards back then. And oh, I- boondoggles! Did you ever boondoggle? No, what is that? It's like when you're using like four strands of like the plastic. That's like- a lanyard. Oh, we called it boondoggling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyways continue but yeah i i'm really good at doing this but i d- still to this day don't know how to start them my sister would always start them for me um and so while we were there i'd always have to, the other girls start them for me and then i'd finish them and it's tricky because you have to get it so tight at the beginning mm-hmm. and then after yeah. then it can be like kind of loose or whatever but yeah, yeah. i don't know what we call it <laughs> um 
What was your first alcoholic beverage? Um, like more than a sip, like had a full drink. Um, both. Okay, first sip was probably like I remember like when we'd go to family like dinner parties. Mm-hmm. Um, or like barbecues I'd always have a sip of whatever my dad had my mom was always mad about it but my dad would always be like yeah kids can have like one sip so yeah. it's probably like a beer or champagne around six or seven um but my first oh and then when we went on vacation in Mexico when I was 14 they'd all give me a little bit of their Mai Tais um but and my dad and my sister didn't really care my mom was much more on it but the first like drink that was mine that I finished was the glass of wine that we had at our friend's house during fire break. Oh my gosh. That's crazy that that was your first time, like, completing your own. Yeah, because my parents are pretty strict. Like, even, like, when I was, like, a week away from my my 21st birthday, my mom still said no. But um, apparently, because his parents offered us wine, and I didn't hear this, but everyone else heard that his dad said, only if your parents would be okay with it. I didn't hear that part. So I asked for some. And then later, someone said, oh, I thought your parents wouldn't let you. And I was like, yeah, what about it? And whoever said it told me. Yeah. And I, was like, oh, I think at that point, okay. like, nobody really cared. But, yeah, yeah that was funny. Um, yeah, I don't remember what my first, like, sip of alcohol was because my parents are, like, um, they drink beer the pe- way people drink coffee. Like, where they, yeah. like, like, the palate and the sourcing and, like, whatever. And so that was pretty common around the house. My first, like, full drink I drank by myself, though, was a Mike's Hard Lemonade. And it was when I was 16. I came home from working at Dairy Queen, and it was St. Patrick's Day. And my parents were drinking beers with my brothers. And they're like, you can have a beer if you want. Like, you're at home and you're 16. Like, whatever. Like, it's not going to kill you. And so I was like, well, I'll have a Mike's Hard Lemonade because I don't really like beer. And so I did. And then I was, like, Snapchatting my friends, like, oh, my gosh, I feel so tipsy right now. (laughs) So I didn't understand what hard meant for so long because I remember, like, my parents would reuse boxes and we'd always have this Mike's Hard Lemonade box in the pantry. I don't know if they they even drink it. I think it was, like, someone else's from a party. But I'd always ask, oh, can I have a can I have it? Can I have it? And they're like, no. And I'm like, it's just a lemonade. They're like, no, it's hard lemonade. I'm like, what does that mean? It's just more intense lemonade. Like, this is like a really aggressive <laughs> lemonade. It's just like so sour, Alicia. Like, what are you supposed yeah. to do? Uh, what was your first failed grade or class or assignment? I remember. Oh gosh, this is gonna like bring me back as an Enneagram three. <laughs> so it was in fourth grade. Oh my god. And I didn't fail it, but it was my first time scoring a C on anything. Okay. And That's it was not like, a fail. I, okay, but as a fourth grader with a perfectionist complex, it was a fail. I've actually never, like, n- oh. not to sound like I have a stick okay. up my ass, but I've never, like, failed, failed. Like, I've gotten, like, zeros on, like, quizzes or whatever, like, if I didn't show up, you know, it's, like, out of yeah. 10 points. But I've the worst the worst letter of grade I've ever gotten in school is, like, a B plus. Um and that was like devastating to me I got like a C on a final and I like didn't know how to react anyways but I remember I got a C and I was the only person in the class who got a C and my teacher like held up all of our papers and like all of you did so well except for one person who got a C and everybody was like oh my god like who could that be and nobody doubted me because I was normally really good at school and I was just sitting there like trying not to kill myself and what was it 
it was like a math quiz or something like it was just and that's when I like decided I was like I am bad at math because before mm-hmm. then I was pretty good at times tables and I was like I am yeah. good at everything but then in fourth grade I was like I am officially trademark something bad at math. times tables is no one actually sits there and thinks about okay why is eight times seven 56 like it's literally no. just memorization I mean even right. teachers will admit to that they just want us to memorize it Right. Well, I have failed things before. I think first would probably be AP Chemistry. I don't think I ever did better than a C on those quizzes. Mm. And the thing is, because the class is so hard, it was um, they made it so that an eighty would be an A. Like eighty to a hundred is an A, and then like like everything's pushed back ten percent. So mm-hmm. the fact that I never did better than a C is actually really really bad. And every week, our teacher would pick a, like, chemist of the week or whatever. I never got it. And on the last day of school, I asked – and he would give a prize for it. And on the last day of school, I asked him if I could be it. And he laughed at me and said, okay, and then hands me the pencil. That's so sad. That's like a villain origin story. Yeah. His wife was really nice. Yeah. I was really bad at AP Physics, but everybody was really Mm -hmm. bad at AP Physics. And so it wasn't that big of a deal. I got a two as well. Um, they, failing grade. they also had like two versions of the test the year that we did it and i had the easier one and i got it too and i was like minorly hooking up with this guy he had the harder test and he got a four and i was like okay let me just never talk ever again but that means he's a nerd so you're just cool with him. yeah that's actually that's like not true though but yeah do you remember your first date? Not like a hangout, but like a date date? Yes. I, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, it was also with my church boyfriend. We went to the movies to see If I Stay. Is that mm-hmm. the one with the girl who has the car um, crash? Yeah. I forget the term, but it's like when you're in a, co- when you're comatose, but you're like outside of your body and like conscience. Yeah. But, it was supposed to be a group of like four or five people, but two people bailed. So we had one third wheeler and we, he got us ring pops and yeah, I have too much pride to say any more embarrassing, cringy details actually. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I, I had a third wheel date, which I will not count as a first date because nobody ever said the word date. We were just like hanging out and also like getting ice cream afterwards. But um, my first date date was this guy that I had met at a friend's birthday party and he picked me up from school. This was probably like junior year of high school, picked me up from school and we went to get Froyo and we got Froyo and he was like, I'm still hungry like, I don't know. And then we like walked around downtown Puyallup and then he was like, hey, can we get food? And I was like, yeah, for sure. And so we went to Taco Bell. And as we're driving to Taco Bell, he's like, you know, it's kind of crazy. You just like got in my car. Like I could murder you. And then the entire time we were at Taco Bell, mind you, like the first part of the date wasn't super great because he didn't ask me a single question about myself. But I was like, whatever, men are stupid. But the second part of the date, he was just like telling me all of his religious trauma because I went to a private high school and like obviously had a religious affiliation. He was just telling me about like his parents' marriage and like all this stuff. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy how I didn't ask. So I just never texted him again. How old were you? I would have at least been 16 because I was driving. Okay. Yeah, it's much easier to date when you can drive because I was thinking about that. Like, the guy had to, like, get dropped off around the corner. I told my mom I was just hanging out with a third wheel. Yeah. And when 
we got picked up. It had to be like around the corner. It was a whole ass thing. Yeah. I remember that one date that probably wasn't a date. It was like my mom called me about halfway through and was like, where are you? Like I dropped you off here and why are you at this ice cream place? And I had to be like, mom, it's fine. I'm fine. I'm just like here with Marissa or whatever. And she was like, I'm coming to get you. Yeah. My parents don't know how to work any like location trackers. Thank God. Because they've definitely like talked about it before, but like they just don't know how to do it. Yeah. Um, who was your first stuffed animal? I was trying to think about this earlier. I think it's um this stuffed husky that I have. So both oh. of my parents are UWMs, and so we have a lot of husky paraphernalia in the home. But his name was Harry the Husky, obviously, and he's just like a little like black and white dog stuffed animal. Um, but I still have him. He's like in a trunk at home. So I think nice. That's my favorite. Who was your first stuffed animal? Mine was a sheep that our neighbor gave, like, the day after I was born. And he had a Chinese name. It was Mame, which means, like, lamb in Chinese. And I had insane separation anxiety. Like, I would bring him every day, everywhere. And one day I forgot him when I went to preschool. And I cried so much and I wouldn't do anything. So the teacher had to call my mom and ask her to bring him because I just, like, wouldn't do anything. No, that's so sad. Do you remember your first day of school, like preschool or kindergarten? Mm-hmm. My only, I have, <laughs> I have two memories from preschool. The first one is we had like the Scholastic, um, not the book fair, but like the the catalog that you order from. Yeah. And um, me and this other girl had both gotten, or it was. Yeah, it was either both of us or just me. But we got stuff from the Pony Pals some of the books and like a box set of horses and this girl was like oh my god I love the pony pals and I literally (laughs) I literally said to her you don't love it as much as me (laughs) that's like a defining moment in your character arc the other memory that I have is we were gonna go on a field trip I don't remember where and it couldn't have been that serious but they there were two of us in line two of us girls in line for the bathroom and they said we only have time for one person to go so we just both sat on the toilet and peed at the same time (laughs) <laughs> that's really funny <laughs> yeah oh my gosh I don't remember my first day of preschool but my mom says that I like got out of the car and like marched in by myself and like didn't even oh. turn around to say bye like the preschool aides were like oh do you want to say bye to your mom and I was like no and then I got in the car <laughs> and she was like did you miss me and I was like no <laughs> my brother was like the opposite you know yeah. like crying screaming all the way the other memory I have is I was selected to sing in our like preschool graduation mm-hmm. ceremony I sang you're a grand old flag and I remember like the preschool lady like looking down at me and the other kid who was selected to be like you're going to sing this like don't mess it up and I was mm-hmm. like this is my moment like I'm yeah. going to shine which I guess says a lot about the two of us yeah I re- no, I remember another one it was on my birthday on my fifth birthday, we had this little, we had this little like ritual on our birthdays where um, she had like a globe and then like she'd lay out like the months and the person whose birthday was would hold the globe and walk around and everyone would sing this song about like the like season, like, you know, like how, how the year goes by, whatever. And mm-hmm. remember, I remember when she sent, like, dro- like uh, walks me to my mom's car afterwards um, my mom was like, oh, yeah, like, how was your birthday? Blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, it was great. And now that I'm five, I'm almost six. And the teacher <laughs> laughed at me because she thought it was ridiculous. 
No, but you were right. No, but you were. You're only six. Yeah, she was like, you have to walk all the way around the sun again in order before you're six. Um. I was talking to some kids at church today, and they're like, and my sister, now that she's four and a half, she's almost five. And I was like, yeah, that's so true. You're right. I'm glad to know kids have not yeah, changed. Yeah, being a kid is the only time that aging is, like, exciting. You know, like, yeah. as a teen, you're, like, maybe excited about it. But turning from four to five is huge. It's monumental. Yeah. Well, because that's when kids are like, I'm three and three quarters. It's like, yes. okay, you're three. Well, my favorite is I'll ask, the kids will be like, you know, I'm three and a half and i'll go oh when's your birthday no idea like simply <laughs> no half. clue like how they're gonna get to the four or oh the- my gosh why what was i watching or who was i, I don't remember what it maybe it was the kids at church but one girl was like i'm seven and i'm turning eight this year and this other girl <laughs> was like i'm seven i'm turning eight next year and i'm like yeah so you turn seven this year and you're you're seven like you're solidly seven <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that. Like I'm I'm twenty-three. I'm gonna be twenty-four this year. <laughs> I think now like the only appropriate time to say like, oh, I'm gonna be is like within the month. Or like yeah. if there's something that you're like have to be a certain age or, like if you're say if you're like registering to vote, it's like, oh, I'm 17 now, but I'll be 18 in October. Cause then it's like, okay, well then you can register. Right. Um, but I feel like as an adult, like, you can't say I'm almost blah, blah, blah until, like, a month out. Yeah, I lie about my age a lot because oh, yeah. Haley is younger by, like, almost a year. Like, she's, yeah. like, nine months younger than me. And so we're never the same age. Like, yeah. in, like, the next two or three months will be the same age. And so whenever they're like, oh, how old are you girls? I always lie. Like, one of yeah. us has to opt up or opt down. And so, yeah. Um, oh, I was going to ask about – um shoot i can't remember is it was in like school related or something oh your first birthday do you remember like what's the earliest birthday you can no! remember <laughs> not your first birthday <laughs> um when i on my fifth birthday or sixth whatever birthday in kindergarten we went yeah. to this farm um because i was a horse girl and i wanted to ride horses we went to this farm uh in bellevue and we invited like almost the whole class um i remember a few memories I have. We were like doing these coloring sheets and I was not a good colorer, but like, what can you expect? But I remember this one girl was an exceptional color. My mom was like, wow, you're doing so well at coloring within the lines. And I was like, really? Really? It's my birthday? Um, I remember I had a birthday party at my childhood home like the one that I've lived in for a lot of my life it was right after we had moved in there and so there wasn't like a whole lot of furniture and stuff but we had a pinata and it wasn't even like a whack a pinata it was like the ones where you like pull the strings and the candy falls out and there was another girl and she was bawling because she was so scared of pinatas like she just couldn't imagine I think it was just like overstimulation I have hit someone with the um it was my sister's like eighth birthday eighth or ninth birthday and we had a pinata in the backyard and when it was my turn I don't even think I was blindfolded yet but um I don't know I was just the stick was so large because I was like three and I whacked one of our family friends and everyone was so upset with me I'm like I'm tiny this stick is three times the size of me okay second to last era's tour update um I can't believe it's ending it feels like it's been forever but also not long at all but the thing is like her South America or like her Mexico shows are in like two weeks yeah yeah which is odd yeah i don't know 
Um, but she's currently in LA. She's done three shows so far. We're recording this on Sunday. By the time this comes out, Eras Tour US like one will be done. Yeah. But as of right now, it's not. Um, so she has been filming the tour documentary the past three nights. Um, so that has kind of affected what's going on. But on Thursday, night one, she's saying, I can see you on guitar and maroon on piano. On Friday, she's saying, our song on guitar and you're in love on piano and on saturday she's saying death by a thousand cuts on guitar and you're on your own kid on piano ashley what are your thoughts um first of all i'm crying screaming throwing up from a documentary perspective i understand why she's making the choices that she's making however Mm -hmm. as somebody who like feasibly could have ended up in LA if I knew that she was going to be like pivoting her whole world around it it's very upsetting also the all the drama it took like I knew so few people who actually got tickets in LA and now like when it first released and now that everybody Mm -hmm. was there I'm like that's so mean I would say the one thing that I was going to like I saved for this is like it totally makes sense that she's doing you're on your own kid as a bonus song with a documentary because of the friendship bracelets and that's such a pivotal moment of this tour and if she doesn't sing that song like it doesn't make any sense yeah however there's so many surprise songs like what is she gonna like it's like reputation is just like one whole show I've been thinking about this today I'm wondering if she's gonna do like three acoustic sets in the show like the past three nights like she's just gonna somehow blend it together so it's like a longer acoustic set because like i can see it makes sense because that's the like a vault track from the most recent Mm re-record uh maroon she was just feeling silly goofy but like also like midnights you know that's like her most recent like um non-re-record and then our song like because she doesn't sing any debut um on the rest of the set list um you're in love i i well maybe she's hinting at 1989 being next i don't know um and then death by a thousand cuts um lover was supposed to be her most recent tour but that got canceled because of covid and then again you're on your own kid um should have been on the set list and is like pivotal to right the The era experience yeah so i wonder how many i'm if i had to play swift ball tonight i would guess Mm -hmm. that there's gonna be more midnight's content coming Mm -hmm. but i don't know um I, I yeah I just don't know from a production standpoint how that's gonna work. Maybe it'll be like a choose your own adventure DVD, like where you get to select. Yeah, like, I've been thinking about that. Bonus songs you want? Like I think there's a lot. Like the technology's there for her to do a lot of things, but it's really interesting how it's impacting the experience. Um, as someone who is there, how are you feeling? Um. Well, emotionally, like I don't know if it's even like set in. Like I can't because like in my head. Well, first of all, like, because I've seen so many clips and live streams, like, um, I think the first, when we were there in Philly, I was more conscious, like, I am seeing her, but this time I was kind of like, this feels like, I don't know, it's like, it's interesting that I'm, like, watching, but then, like, there's screens everywhere, and I'm like, wait, no, I am here. Yeah. Um, like, I think it took more mental, uh, work to do that, but then with the surprise songs, like, those are just such like normal songs to my life. Like, like with our songs, like yes, I love both of those songs that, are, that we get. But I don't listen to like Gold Rush and Come Back Be Here on a daily basis. But like these two, like these are especially Death by a Thousand Cuts. Like I today I was listening to the Live from Paris version because that's on Spotify, and I'm like I saw this last yeah. night. Yeah, and that's like it's because to me it's like those those two are like if she put those on the set list like normally I'd be like oh yeah no brainer of course she did. So I'm like it to me it's odd that like i'm like that was my surprise song section like yeah these should have been here the whole time 
yeah, that is really cool that you got to see it live. That is the one thing like I'm really glad that I wasn't watching so much content before mm-hmm. Philly. And I think we we're lucky that we were kind of on the front end of the show yeah. because I do think I've overconsumed content that it would be a totally different experience going back into it. So yeah. I wonder what that's like being at the show multiple times obviously like it's great to hear her and like the physical experience is always great but when it comes to I actually had a dream about this the other night that like Taylor like totally switched up the set list like she came out singing ready for it in a reputation (laughs) outfit and then sang fearless immediately afterwards because she was like I'm so sick and tired of you guys knowing the set list back to front so she anyway, should do that it's honestly like, i think that'd be funny if she just mixed it up because so many artists do like hippocampus like every time they tour and i know it's like a smaller set list and like there's no dancers and, like blah, blah, blah. the I thing is she remember they mix it up when she swapped um the one for invisible string she said the set list is going to be const- constantly changing and she said that like two or three weekends in and I that know. just wasn't true i mean she did with like phoebe and heim i yeah. guess like she moved and then she added oh, oh yeah how was that seeing long live yeah i yeah i mean the bridge like broke me like i think i cried in quantity like more i cried more times in in philly but in la like i cried harder every time that i cried um yeah i it's just it was it's special and like seeing her band up there Mm -hmm. up close and personal and like seeing how much she like highlights each one of them like that's really special and like i know that it was like a special moment for her to like get to sing this once she owned it so yeah that was nice love yeah it's gonna be weird not having all this content coming out every weekend Mm -hmm. but i also think it'll be nice to like take a break break, yeah yeah i think that is the interesting experience about going to any concert nowadays like i see a lot of sabrina Sabrina carpenter clips as well and i feel like if i went to her concert i'd know what's going on and i think that's Mm -hmm. so different from like any other time like we'd see like one direction clips if they messed up or like you know Mm -hmm. really like famous songs but like live streaming a concert from the venue has never been as easy as it has you know with this yeah i don't know this summer so it's been really really interesting to like the whole concert experience is changing i have a lot to that i'm thinking about that i think would rather like if we do like a eras debrief next week i want to talk about but i just think like social media and especially tiktok has changed the concert experience so much and like honestly mostly i think overall in a negative way Mm -hmm. and like i i think we've witnessed that online and like firsthand like um the girls in front of me honestly like this kind of I'm not saying that it like ruined anything but it like they were they had brought this clip on flash so like I couldn't even have ignored them mm. but they were filming themselves for the entire durations of songs and it was very obviously like the ones that went viral on TikTok and the way that they were singing you could tell it was like very performative and very much like they thought they were being filmed for the documentary or something and the songs that they didn't know, which was like a good half, they just sat and went on their phones. Um, and um, I know that at least two of them flew in for this. So I'm like, you could have just gone to like a Taylor Swift club night or like had a night in with your friends where you did that. Like you did not have to pay for the Eras tour to go. Like I know how much we paid for face value. I don't even know if they got face value tickets. Like yeah. I don't know how much you ended up paying just to do that. Like, yeah. And they did not recognize the surprise songs. Like they didn't know the words to either of them. I'm like, you have no idea. Like history is being made right in front of you. Like this is like debatably like, one of if not the best combos that we've had so far and you're just sitting there yeah it is interesting too because like 
I don't know. Obviously, every concert has people who just like are just kind of there, like they mm-hmm. stumble in at the end. But especially with eras, it feels like that percentage should be so much smaller than what it actually is. But there are because so many. It's so people. hard to get there. I know, I know, but there's still a significant portion of people. Like you'll see at these concerts where it's just like they just had you know a night out and we're ready to yeah. go. And like I understand that like that's what concerts are for is to, like expose people to music. But it is really interesting to see at like such a large scale when it was yeah. such a difficult obstacle to like yeah. overcome. Like I don't want to gatekeep live music ever, but it's just considering like like I I think I said I don't remember if I said this on here, but like I wouldn't have gone through all that trouble for any other artist. Like I yeah. thought like oh maybe I like Harry Styles equally, but like no I no no doubt in my mind I would not do that for him. And so just considering how much of a hassle, and I wasn't even the one getting the tickets either time, like, like knowing the hassle of like Ticketmaster and the whole verified fan thing, and then figuring out like, so, so many different aspects of it. Like, I mean, every single time, like I've had multiple attempts where people tried to get tickets for us and then like the site crashes multiple times and like knowing all of that trouble, like there's still people who are like minor fans who are willing to do that is really interesting to me. And they like and sit I, on your phone in the middle of it too. It's yeah. something to like not know all the lyrics to every song. Like yeah. I still fuck like, up Taylor Swift. Sit. Like it, it's fine if you're sitting, but like yeah. they were just yeah. not in it. Yeah. And like when she was doing speeches, they were like very distracted. I'm like she, she she's talking, talking to you. To you. <laughs> no. We're hanging out, all of us, yeah. with Taylor Swift. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, pop culture. Um, Heartstopper season two is out. Um, ah. And I'm on episode seven, and I believe that's the episode that there is a scene with Seven by Taylor Swift in it. And I found out from um, on Twitter, it, it's the guy who's like in charge of like music or soundtracking for them. But yeah, people are saying like, oh my gosh, like they got big money if they've got Taylor Swift in it. And he said, actually, no, like it didn't originally have her, but she saw the scene and thought it was really beautiful and wanted it in there. Aww, that's really yeah. cute. I'm, like, really behind on all my reality shows. But I can tell you that Elon Musk claims he's going to cage fight Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah. And that they're going to stream it on X, which, yeah. first of all, fuck X. It's Does Twitter. Mark Zuckerberg know that? No, I don't think so. Because here, I was literally having this conversation with Haley and one of our friends last night where I was like, I don't think this cage fight is going to happen because they're not going to be able to agree, like, which platform it should be streamed on. Because they're not going to be like, <laughs> it should go on, you know, Instagram and it's Facebook. It's going on threads. Thread. Right. Like, you can't agree where it's going to go. And there's no way Zuckerberg's going to be like, yeah, we can stream it on X. You know, like, and, like what there's are you going to do? no way Zuckerberg's going like, to say, yes, I'll fight you. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, a lot of things going on. So I... I, it, we'll see how that plays out but I've been really annoyed with I deleted Twitter from my phone and doing my best to cleanse my screen time went down like an hour this week <laughs> because I just don't have TikTok or Twitter anymore but I got a library card even like I've been reading yeah. real books it's a crazy world out here for me so I'm behind on my library books because after I moved I was I'm just like so frazzled I, know. I don't know where anything is. Yeah. I feel like reading, the one thing that I will say, like, even, like, reading and eating, it's not as easy as watching not, TV and yeah. eating. Like, there's just some tasks that I can't. It is a nice break for my eyeballs, though. Like, I do have sensitive eyes after staring at screens all day, so. Yeah. Um, I don't think I ever talked about the Love Island finale, but um, my least favorite couple did win, and I'm, yeah. I, I'm going to really watch sorry. the reunion after this, but, like, yikes like he called her ugly multiple times mm-hmm. and she it's like you know when your friend is dating a shitty guy and like you try to have interventions but she just like 
is too stubborn like too into it like you can't do anything like it's just yep. a canon event you just have to watch it play out like Dude. it's like one of those situations. yeah that's tough but hopefully the money makes up for it do they have to like <sighs> stay together or something? Where, hmm? do you have to like stay together in love island to keep the money i don't think so i think it's an immediate check because oh, i know last season um like within like a week or two the winners um both said that oh yeah we're donating it to this and this that's so nice. I think they got the money pretty fast. Yeah. Um, but, like, this is a situation where... Because, like, for a while we've been saying, like, 50000 is not that much, like, now with inflation. But this is a time where I'm like, I'm glad they didn't adjust it because those people deserve nothing. Oh, I was going to say Gabby Windy came out as um, yes. gay. The, yes. She was one of the former bachelorettes, and she is now dating... Well, she came out as queer. She's now dating a female comedian, which is mm. so cool. So, um, yay for more gay representation in the bachelor nation because colton underwood got like a lot of flack Mm -hmm. when he came out as gay but now we've got a gay bachelor that's for him as a person not him as a homosexual i think like a little bit of both yeah i think it's hard to like lead a show i saw everything i saw my end was like oh well he like like um who was it cassie is that the girl Mm mm-hmm um, like had a restraining order against him because right he just wasn't a great person but also like even when it first came out like a couple years ago that he was gay like i think it's just hard for people to swallow like you were dating mm-hmm. 30 women and yeah. then you decided that you like men like yeah. how did it go yeah. that far but i think we're kind of more accepting of like sexuality is fluid yeah. that it's like okay she didn't end up with a guy sure try women yeah. you know i think it's in- it's like funny that people that's like the logic because it's like yeah he dated 30 women and then realized and it wasn't doing it like obviously like and it's not he's not into it like you know like yeah yeah <laughs> um do you have an emoji of the week um oh i really like the pointing you emoji it's i think it's like funny um that's good i've also got the mirror in my recents but i don't know when i used that um i recently discovered the snorkel like the goggle and snorkel and um, I also have the the house emoji in mm. my recents. Which one of the houses? There's quite a few. The one with the little tree in the bush. Mm. Um, and I also recently used um, the X and the like circle emojis, like as hugs and kisses. One of our um, older friends does that sometimes where they'll send like mm-hmm. X and circles. And I think it's really cute. XO, XO, gossip mm-hmm. girl. Exactly. Stuffed animal? Um, they're just hanging. Slay. Do they feel settled in their new place? They do. That's great. Oh, I went to the zoo, I was going to say, and I saw all the oh, little yeah. stuffed animals. And it's funny when you see the real animals and then you see the stuffed animals and you're like, wow, these things are so much cuter than the real ones. Like, yeah. I saw donkeys at the zoo and I'm not anti-donkey, but they look nothing like Eeyore. <laughs> Yeah, well, that yes, because also like the stuffed animal of Eeyore look, mm-hmm. looks nothing like a another stuffed animal donkey. So true. His ears flop. So yeah, I do like his floppy ears. Yeah, it's almost like a mule. Um, yeah, I think that's everything going on. Is that your stuffed animal moment? Is the zoo? Oh, oh, the zoo. Yeah, and I saw the stuffed animals. Yeah, because otherwise. I haven't changed Oliver. I need to put him in new clothes. Summer fit. You should get him an Eras fit, even though it's over. You should just get him like a concert fit. Yeah. Anyways, um, parting thoughts? 
Hang loose. Slay. Rock on. Um, you'll be so proud of me that I pooped of my own volition today. Wow. I know. This is two days in a row of pooping. That's incredible. Thank you.